Hi everyone and welcome to this Los Angeles Sevens betting preview. Just a, well, probably somewhere in the region of uh, 36 hours or so now until the action gets going. But we'll hear from the guys who've been studying up all week and that's a son of a punt. Andrew, Jordan, good to have you back on the show. I see you're ready for a big night out in Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, just uh, getting the pre-drinks going, having a couple cold ones, but 100% of our attention is going to be on the Sevens, don't worry. That's it. I mean, I asked you guys very quickly. We had a quick chat off, off air, and I said, how's the studying going this week? And you just assumed I was talking about the sevens because that's pretty much all you boys have done. <laughs> yeah, um, we've uh, we've been focusing hard on it. And to be honest, as as the markets come out you just and you place your bets, you, you, you lose all possible concentration on subjects otherwise. So, I mean, it, it's, it's been tough since about Wednesday, since the markets came out. And particularly today, we're just trying to see if the markets have moved what the team news is and you know all of that so it's it's exciting but it's uh not good for academics our real yeah, i can imagine i mean that's my problem this week at work i've just been too busy to focus on anything but i mean the thing with the sevens is you've got to really be alert to the fact when those markets come out and not just now before the tournament but after the first round of matches and and i guess at the end we'll talk about maybe anything you might you think you might be looking for in that second round but you've got to be so alert to it because if you do spot value gee it doesn't last long yeah, we were, we were saying earlier the most of the value comes between rounds when the bookies slowly start coming out and they have to come out to remain competitive. And as soon as those first bookies come out, there's almost a huge swing as soon as a couple of punters have taken their bets. So they're always good to look out on those. Yeah, that's a fair comment as well. Because, I mean, at the end of the day now, before the tournament goes, everyone's got a lot of time to study. And yes, I, I like to think, you know, the likes of yourselves and Sean and that tend to be a little bit shrewder than the bookmakers. But they got a lot of time. But as you say, in between in between matches, they really don't have much time. Team news is scarce on the ground, that type of thing. But anyway, let's get into the action now. Guys, what I'm going to do is I'm also going to bring up uh, Sean Nicholas's comments. He sent them through. Unfortunately, Ragabugger couldn't make it. He's busy moving house. I see he's moved jobs. I don't know. I think things have been going pretty well for him on the, on the punting front there. But uh, let's go through. The first game is... New Zealand up again. Well, before we start on that, actually, guys, um, anything on the outright front that you, you want to throw in? I know you guys are not big outright punters, but anything that caught your eye? Yeah, look, so obviously, um, firstly, I think it's great because this tournament's back to the old format. So um, we've got two teams from each group going to the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. So in saying that, um, you know, it's taken away that whole confusion and... Um, and also it opens up the opportunity for more underdoggy type team, I suppose, to win. But at the moment, based on like the top seeds, uh, New Zealand are meant to meet South Africa in the one semifinal and uh, Fiji are meant to meet USA. Um, and obviously there's different routes to get there. Um, but USA are pretty short. I mean, they're at home. They're pretty short. I think they're around 3.5. Fiji are favorites. Um, the Blitzbook are in a third favourites, and then surprisingly, New Zealand um, are at odds of five. So as far as a, a favourite goes, um, New Zealand at five is pretty decent value. Um, they will probably end up playing a, an Argentina or, or France um, that will top will, uh, come second in Pool A. Um, but I mean, it's it's hard to look past New Zealand, seeing as they've been so dominant. Um, yeah, so I mean, New Zealand at five is pretty good, and then we also have a few speculative ones. Um, yeah, obviously, the, the value is probably New Zealand at five. It's the smart player. Even though they lost a couple of players, I know they lost Curry, um, which is a big loss for them. I think he was DHL impact player last time in Sydney and even in Hamilton. But they got Revovo back, and yeah, they're not short on players. So I don't I don't mind them losing a couple of players. So five to one's a smart player. 
But then just for a bit of beer money as Oracle, I don't know who likes to say that, but one of the people on the forum loved to say to chuck a bit of beer money on something and our beer money goes to Kenya at 66 to 1. Look, they had a shocking display in Sydney. I think they came last. So it'll be a, a big comeback. But they've brought in a massive amount of players who are very experienced. And they've got Ireland and Canada in their group, who I think they'll be too physical for. So if they make it out the group and they're in the quarterfinals, I think they'll play USA. And yeah, you never know. USA could crumble under home pressure. And then just like that, they're in the semifinal. And if anyone can match Fiji's physicality, it's Kenya. So 66 to 1. Look, it's not a it's not a smart punt, but it's a bit of value. Yeah, you can't do any damage at that price. And I must say, I've seen it in sevens, you know, where teams have come back from a terrible performance and won. And normally throughout the seven circuits, you normally get one or two weeks where you do get that big outsider arriving anywhere from sort of 20 to 60 to 1 to win it. So Oracle Rugby saying they're underdoggy. He's never heard that before. I must say, I thought I was hearing things when I heard underdoggy. I like that. I think it's going to catch on. The old underdoggy is definitely going to catch on at, at, at some point there. So, yeah, it, it, interesting one on the, on the outrights there. I must admit that I didn't get a chance to read the post, but right before we came on here, I saw a three-peat, one of our New Zealand contributors on the forum, popped on, and I could see he, was, he basically listed in the New Zealand side, and I gather the crux of his post was, this is a really strong New Zealand side, probably the strongest that we've seen to date. And he, I think, was probably going to allude to the same thing as you guys were, that uh, New Zealand probably ranked the value bet there. But let's move on to the matches. Oh, sorry, guys. Just one more thing there, actually, now that I've just remembered. Um, something that also seems to stand out is not necessarily an outright winner, but it's a pool winner. And yes. basically, um, if, you, if you look at like the pools, obviously, they're clear favorites in Fiji, South Africa, USA, and New Zealand. But in the New Zealand pool, Pool D, um, you've got New Zealand, England, uh, Wales, and Spain. So, I mean, you, you have to discard Wales and Spain, unfortunately. I mean, they're, they're nice guys, but uh, they, they don't ma add much on the field. Nice guys finish last. Exactly. Um, so, basically, you've got New Zealand. I've seen around 1.45 or, uh, uh, yeah, 0.45, sorry, um, for New Zealand to top the pool. So, if you look at a, a normal match um, where a favorite is at 0.45 on the board, the cap is usually around 4 5.5 points. So, if you think about it, you're basically betting on New Zealand to beat England, first of all. And even at a cap of minus 4, minus 5.5, I'd be all over New Zealand in my head. So yes. for me, at 1.45, New Zealand on the board, either in a single or in, in an accumulator, I think it's really good value. And that that, that is a brilliant outright bet, um, in our opinion. Excellent. Well, guys, we do have in the, in the description box below a link to the Good for the Game newsletter that goes out tomorrow and also the uh, forum thread. The guys, uh, if, I, if I take that down, you'll see their, uh, their Twitter handle as well, uh, at Son of a Punch. You can follow them on Twitter. And uh, bets will, of course, be streaming through all weekend. Let's get into the action, though. Unfortunately, we couldn't get Sean Nicholas with us, but I'm going to bring up his comments as well so the guys can, uh, can read them while you chat. And the first game, guys, that we got is New Zealand up against Wales. And I see we've got a big handicap here. I'm on WSB at the moment. I see the minus 37.5 is 8 to 10. Yeah, look, um, this is one that New Zealand have actually covered in the last two games against Wales. Look, firstly, Wales are hopeless. We say this every tournament. They're, they're horrific. Um, they've actually made some changes this tournament. They bring in four debutants, I think. Um, maybe the fresh blood will be good, although I can't. most of them are under 20s. I can't see the under 20s wanting to tackle... Uh, Joe Revovo, who's just come back for New Zealand, who's a, a massive, massive player, um, and, and the rest of the Kiwis. Um, in saying that, 38.5 is a massive cap. Um, 
But look, New Zealand, for this, they've lost a few stars, as Andy alluded to. I think uh, Curry and Baker, but they've got Revovo and uh, um, what's his name? Weber. Uh, and uh, Amanaki, Nicole back. Um, so those two, obviously, I mean, it's a like-for-like replacement. Um, it's tough to to try and back Wales on the plus. It is a really big cap, though. So personally, I think we're probably going to stay away from it because it's probably going to end something along the lines of 43-5 or maybe 43-0, maybe 38-0. So um, Andy found uh, Wales to to score a try in the match at 9-10. to 10. Could potentially be value. Probably not my favorite thing ever. Um, it's, it's a tough game to call first up. Yeah, it might be one of those games better left alone. Let's go on to England and Spain because I know that I've seen you guys on Twitter and I haven't had a time to really study up, but I know that you do like something on, on this game and I'll just uh, I'll stay on WSB, but if you've got any odds anywhere else, that's fine. I see minus 21 and a half England at 19 to 20 and plus 21 and a half Spain at 8 to 10. Yeah, Brent. So England have picked up a number of injuries this series so far. They've got huge names out. The Carpenters out, um, along with the best player of the series of injured in Sydney, on Lindsay Hague, which is the Sean Nicholas has also touched on there. Um, yeah, he's he was a game changer. I think he created almost every try they were involved in. Um, and England, look, they have a tough group as well to try and make it out of there. They're obviously they're looking to top it, so they're going to be resting players for New Zealand. So Dan Norton probably. Not going to get that much game time. They're just going to get the win and get off the pitch. And yeah, Spain, they play side-to-side rugby. Let's go side-to-side. So Spain can just hold on to the ball for two to three minutes, maybe sneak one or two tries, then that plus 21 and a half should win. So yeah, we really like Spain plus 21 and a half. And they actually even brought in a new speedster, Alejandro. So yeah, we're hoping that a bit of pace could probably get around one of the two English players and plus 21 and a half is our punt. Alejandro, so there's Sean Green there on the plus 21 and off. Just laughing when you caught, talk about the side-to-side -side with my mate Brendan O'Connell, good old punting mate of mine, watches us tomorrow. I know he can't watch it live. Brendan, you'll remember your sideways running in soccer. We used to play a soccer game on a Sunday afternoon, and he thought he was great. He used to run up and down the halfway line dribbling the ball, but he never used to go forward. But anyway, that's just a little <laughs> personal memory with him. Let's move on to Argentina versus France, and what do you guys make of this one? Yeah, um, this is a tight game. Um, generally, it's blow for blow. Um, one France will take it one week. Argentina will take it the other week. Um, I mean, it's, it's important to mention that Argentina don't like to lose games big. I think the only game that they've ever lost big in their history was against the Blitzbocker a few weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I think uh, we, we advocated the Argentina plus. But um, yeah, that, besides for that, they don't like to lose big. Um, they also have one of their star players in uh, Vélez back uh, for Argentina, um, so that's big. Whereas France have lost Lacafia, who's been brilliant for them this season. Um, however, in saying that, both teams have extremely strong squads. They've got set teams, experience, speed. Um, France have a couple of Fijians as well. Um, so look, it's going to be it's going to be tough to to call. Um, but I think in games that are tough, we like to err on the on the side of the plus. And to be honest, I think Argentina could even win this one. As I said, it generally goes one for one in the wins. And uh, yeah, we, we we saw a video of the Argentinian uh, uh, practice session from this week, and they look like their chips, chip and chases are, are, are coming along. And that's how they like to score their tries. They defend like their, their lives are on the line, and then they chip and chase, and the ball always bounces in their favor. Um, so they take Maradona's uh, 
football skills there. So I think we're going Argentina plus 5.5. Um, that one point difference, just to to mention again, is is big. Um, so if to to people out there listening, if you see plus 4.5, that is quite materially different because obviously in sevens, you can only score mostly with fives and twos, tries and conversions, and unlikely to 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 be penalty or drop goals. Um, so yeah, so a plus 5.5 or better is is kind of what you want to take there. Excellent. Well, Sean Nicholas going there for the plus five and a half. I think he described it as a cracker. So just for those of you who might be tuning in late, these are Sean's comments that he sent because he couldn't make it onto the show. Fiji against South Korea. South Korea, these guys played sevens before. <laughs> yeah, South Korea, we actually had to do a lot of deep Google searching. I think we were about on the eighth page until we finally found some results. <laughs> but no, jokes aside, they actually can throw the pigskin around. They, they won the Asian qualify olympics beating hong kong they're actually on a bad side um but obviously fiji are ruthless first game up they're going to have all the stamina in the world and because argentina and france are in this pool fiji are going to be going after after points difference so they're definitely going to be try hungry um but it is a huge cap i think what 51 and a half is the current cap i think i've even seen 52 and a half somewhere so I think we actually agree with Sean here on on no bet. Um, yeah, I can't take myself to take a minus 52. It requires a ridiculous amount of tries. It's almost eight tries, a couple of conversions thrown in there as well. So yeah, if we had to force a bet, we would think under 56 and a half points in the match, but no strong interest there. And I popped onto World Sports Betting, and yes, it's 51 and a half points, but they are tried betting. I've never actually seen a team at one to 10,000 before. <laughs> If you put 10,000 Rand on Fiji, you can show a return of, of one Rand profit. That's how big a favorite they are. I can't recall ever seeing a handicap this big in a, in a sevens game. And, yeah, because it's such an untested handicap, although I've got to tell you guys, uh, Oracle, who's no doubt having a couple of quiet drinks while he watches the show, he says Fiji minus all the way. I mean, let's work this out. How many tries? Okay, you've got to assume they're going to score most of them under the, under the posts. So what, they've got to get like about 10 tries? Nine tries and then six conversions in order to sorry sorry uh, eight tries and uh, in in terms of the handicap it's eight yes. tries and six conversions to beat a fifty one handicap, um, but the points line because technically for me the, the 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 handicap and the points line are, are one of the same. I don't see South Korea scoring, um, so technically if you if you like the plus, I would rather go under fifty six point five points because that requires more Fiji tries, and if you yeah. like minus, I would. You know, obviously take minus 51 with BG. Um, however, Lucky Andy spent um, the whole of Tuesday uh, on, on YouTube watching uh, South Korea's uh, sevens, sevens practices and diet plans and stuff. So he knows all about them. Um, so, I mean, that's what he's been doing when he's supposed to be working. Excellent. I can see the marks drop, dropping this, this semester, that's for sure. That certainly is a big cap. Oracle on the minus there. But, yeah, and I have to apologize for my maths thinking that you needed 10 tries. You would only need one conversion then to be <laughs> top stuff. You can see I've done a couple of shows tonight already. Ireland up against Kenya Japan. Maybe. <laughs> Sorry, guys. If it was Kenya kicking, then you might need 10 tries. Yes, yeah, then, you, then you might need to. Um, and we're going to look at Ireland against Canada. And the Sean's comment here, he reckons Ireland can win the game at 22 to 10. There's a bit of plus six and a half. And uh, he's backing Ireland to win the game. So he really likes the plus six and a half. Are you guys aligned on this one? Yeah, um, look, it's we, we, we definitely aligned. Um, again, it's one of those games similar to France-Argentina that kind of goes blow for blow. Um, and 
look, it's notable that Canada have one of their, their speedsters and X-Factors and Justin Douglas back. Um, but in saying that, Ireland uh, have been moving from strength to strength and they've, they've kept a pretty uh, stable squad and they've had two guys in the top three DHL impact players. I think Jordan Conroy and uh, Tyron Kennedy. Yeah, number one, actually. Yeah, Kennedy's number one. Um, so look, they're they, they, they definitely a force to be reckoned with. And uh, I think it could be Ireland's turn here. Um, it's, again, a tight game, but a plus 6.5 in a tight game. You've got to fancy the, the team on the plus. Also, Ireland do have some speed to burn with Jordan Conroy. He loves a try. Um, he scored five in one match in Hamilton, I think. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've, we followed Sean Nicholas there with uh, Ireland plus 6.5. And we've also had a little nibble at Ireland on the board. Excellent. Let's move on to South Africa against uh, Kenya. And uh, what's the handicap here? 12, 12 and a half, plus 12 and a half, Kenya? Yeah, it's plus 12 and a half for Kenya. And yeah, flip it. The bookies must have this cap accurate because I think it's the fourth time they've met the series. So they've paid them every time in the group stages. So the bookies have got the, the stats to look at. But yeah, we still think plus 12 and a half is too many. As we touched on earlier, Kenya have big names back. Just have to look at the sheet because I've forgotten most of them. Oh, but they have Leach back. And then there's obviously still have the power of Injera and Willie, Willie the Kid and Baka. So it's going to be it's going to be hard stopping the physicality of Kenya. Um, so we're on the same page there with the plus 12 and a half. But a bet that we probably like a bit more in this game is over 35 and a half points. I mean, it only requires six tries and three conversions, which is pretty standard in sevens. You normally have three tries a half. And yeah, the Blitzbocker, I think it's probably a little bit safer because it just covers Blitzbocker running away with it. But yeah, that's probably our favorite bet in this game, the over 35 and a half points. Is obviously Blitzbocker with, with their rotation policy. They lost uh, Gedult, who's been one of their star players for the Blitzbocker this series. Um, and obviously they still have out and out speed of, uh, of uh, Kirtley Orenser and uh, Angelo Davids and a few others. But uh, he's quite a big loss for them. Um, and also he's a mean tackler as well. And obviously the Kenyans bring that physical presence. Um, but yeah, Kenya, Kenya looked pretty psyched for the game. And uh, yeah, we think that plus 12.5 should be good. Neil, agreeing with you there, Kenya, plus 12 and off. Oracle taking it one step forward <laughs> further as he tends to. And he goes, Kenya yeah. can win on the board. And he reckons uh, under SA points as well. Let's move on to Australia against Scotland. Now, this is Sean's comments. He's saying... This is really a no bet for him generally. Is this uh, this fixture is his kryptonite? But now, as soon as he typed that, and he says, "But hold on a second, he reckons uh, Scotland are, are the value here. Plus seventeen and a half is a great price." Yeah, so um, I've got to agree with Sean there. Um, obviously, with Farndale back, who's who brings their experience, he brings their their bulk, their their strength um, out on the wing um, or prop. That's kind of where they they play. They're between prop and wing. Um, yeah, he's he's a massive player coming back for them. Uh, they do lose their their one speedster, uh, Femi Sofaloran, Sofaloran, something like that, um, which is a bit of a loss for them. But uh, they've been playing really good rugby, and I mean they they, they cover they've covered that the this plus seventeen point five cap um, every game but two of the series. Obviously, it's not necessarily a like for like comparison because they've played against some weaker teams, some stronger teams. Um, but Australia also have some 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 big speed for their on, on their side, and they're a dangerous side. So you, you don't really know what you're going to get. I would say though that plus seventeen point five is too big, and 
we not it's it's not up there in our in our best bets, but um, if I had to pick a side, I'd be on the plus seventeen point five. Yeah, I think the tactic which we agreed on as well, like obviously we're having to pick a side here, we go plus 17 and a half. But I think our tactic here is it's going to be weights in play and maybe get on a bigger Scotland plus, maybe a plus 22, plus 23 and a half after Australia scored the first try. Because Flip, Australia looks so dangerous. They obviously had their two speedsters of Trey Williams, who's yet to perform. Undoubtedly, the biggest names is be a, the biggest flop, but he sort of has to perform soon. They've also got Rod Davies back, which is just raw pace. So if Louis Holland and Maurice Longbottom can release the pace, it could be a huge scoreline. So that's why it's not one of our favorite bets. It could, if Scotland managed to stick around, then obviously it's good. But you just never know with that Australian team because they just do have the X factor. does sound like that. That could be a game to avoid. And then uh, let's go on. Uh, Sean didn't comment on this one, but USA up against Samoa. USA are second favorites in the outright betting markets, and it's minus 16 and a half. Yeah, 16 and a half. This is also the same tactic as before. We we're going to try weight in play and maybe jump on a plus 23 and a half. Because Samoa, look, if you look at their past results against Argentina and France and Sydney, I think they lost by seven points each. And then on day two, they went and got absolutely thumped by USA or someone else. So you just never know which Samoan team's going to turn up. I mean, on paper, they have a very solid side with Upper Masanga and Lee Lua back. So if they can definitely pass the ball around and 17 and a half is very high and I think USA are overrated because it's their home tournament. But in saying that, you do have Perry Baker and Colin Isles fighting for their 200th try each. So there's no doubt USA could be five meters behind their dead ball line and Perry Baker is still going to try to score in the corner to try to put Colin Isles for that 200th try. So they're going to be off the points for sure and to impress the home crowd. At the original cap, it's probably no bet and something we're going to look to get involved in and play. Another thing, sorry, just to add there, um, the points line's about 39.5 points. And obviously, as Andy said, with Perry and Carlin competing for uh, the 200th try, and they always like to compete against each other. Also, USA being at home and uh, um, the weather being good in LA on Saturday. And uh, I know that the turf, some sort of nice, I don't know, artificial turf that Andy was going on about. Um, look, over 39.5 points could definitely be a, be a play here. Um, also, USA have Madison Hughes back, who had a niggle in Sydney, so didn't play. So that's big for them. Um, they're still missing Falau Niua, but uh, they're almost back to their full strength. Um, Oracle, I don't think I can agree with you on USA for the cup there, but um, potentially them on the minus, something maybe over 39.5 points, that could be an interesting play. Right, and that brings us to the end of the first round of matches. So a couple of things I just want to run through with you guys quickly. First of all, your best bet then of the of the round? Well, I know Sean's best bet, just to mention, Sean's um, is Kenya plus 12.5 um, against right. South Africa. However, he did, I mean, I had an extensive phone call with him this morning. We, we, we both agreed that it's, it's a really tough first round to call. There's nothing standout. The bookies have had time to, to research and come up with these caps. And to be honest, when Andy and I capped these games earlier in the week, I mean, we really weren't far off from the bookies. So it's not like anything really stood out to us. That was a must get on now. And I mean, we're going to say, um, obviously, if, you, if you're following our Twitter or whatever, um, just the, the value will really probably come between the first round and the second round and the second round and the third round when the bookies are rushed to get markets out. But that's when I would say the real best bets will come out. Um, but I suppose for us, I suppose we, we do have to pick. Um, Probably between two. Should we ask? Should we ask? 
We'll bring back yeah, the genie talk. Let's see what the genie says. What, what, <laughs> what does the genie have to say? What does the genie say? Yeah, it's, for me, I think we it's a toss-up between uh, the, the Ireland plus and the Argentina plus. We think they both could win the game. So getting them on the plus is obviously just awesome to have that try buffer. It's really hard to choose between the two. Probably, probably Ireland for me. I don't know about Jordan. Yeah, probably Ireland as well. Um, France is strong. Yeah, Ireland. Let's go. Let's go with Ireland. Right, that's it. I can hear you guys. And I mean, it happened. Uh, it happens often with the sevens, like we said. You know, you're not always that confident in the first round. So the last thing you want to do is go firing mm -hmm. into bets when you're not strong on it. Rather wait for those. Even even if the bookies are pretty sharp, they're going to make three or four mistakes over the course of the tournament. And that's when you've got to be you've got to be ready to pounce. So, guys, thanks very much. I think just in closing, anything you fancy outside of the sevens this weekend that you want to raise? Uh, yeah, I liked Edinburgh um, minus. I mean, I took it at minus ten point five um, earlier in the week. They're playing Cardiff Blues at home tomorrow night um, in the Pro Fourteen. Um, they've got a few Scotsmen back, and they're just they're they're devastating at home. They're top of the log. Um, Cardiff aren't great. Um, Josh Adams, who's the Welsh winger, got injured in the in that epic Six Nations game. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I like Edinburgh at home in pretty decent conditions on this synthetic pitch to do the job um, against uh, Cardiff. Yeah. yeah, I think the, the conductor also liked that on the, on the last show. So it's, uh, you guys seem to be aligned there. Yeah, yeah, I also like that bet. I'm just looking at the Premiership. It is going to be a bit of a biased uh, play from my side because Northampton Saints have just done so many good things for me this season already. They've beaten almost most caps that I've got on. And, yeah, they're playing against Saracens at home. And the big game changer, which I think could make them bounce back from their last three shitty results, I think, is they have Dan Bigger back at 10. And, obviously, he can make or break a game. And it's just a pivotal player that they really need to start performing well again. I think I got them earlier at minus two and a half. I think I see now on day three six five they're minus five and a half, which is probably one point too many. But I still like minus five and a half. Saracens got beaten by the Wasp sixty ten um, last weekend. So if it's, they put any other performance like that, I'm sure Northampton Saints are targeting a bonus point win here as well. So they dropped down the log with their three losses on the trot. So yeah, that's also a better like in the Premiership. Yes, yeah, please don't mention you mentioned bigger because I was on France outright last week and I thought France were excellent, but I thought Dan Bigger was absolutely superb for Wales as well. I mean, that guy's an incredible player. He's not afraid to put his body on the line and he really is really top, top class. And I must say, just a comment I think the bookies won't be happy to hear that you and Sean are starting to talk on the phone and stuff now before games. That's certainly not something they want to hear because I'm sure a lot of bookies still licking their wounds after the last tournament. But guys, it's been great having you on the show. Look forward to following you on Twitter. And I know you do pop onto the Good for the Game forum normally after each round just to share a couple of views as well. So we yeah. really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, enjoy tonight. And, uh, you know, I see you having your pre drinks and uh, go out and have a good time and, and then get ready to focus on the rugger. 100%. Thanks, thanks for having us, Brent. Excellent. Thanks. I see we had quite a lot of live viewers, not that many commenting. Oracle Rugby is no doubt uh, having a couple of pints. He's given his shares. It's Oracle, thanks very much for that. And to Neil as well. Thanks, everyone. If you are new to our channel, do go down and hit the subscribe button. We'll catch you on the Good for the Game forum and on Twitter over the weekend.